0: Yes, ready (laughs) Ready. good morning. It is now 11am. My name is Anna and this is a regular meeting of the oversight board from Monday, January 8th, 2024. Today's meeting is being held in hybrid format members of the public can participate and provide comments, both in person at city hall and remotely through Webex. Thank you to the staff and guests who will also be participating in today's meeting. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Madam Secretary, please call the first item. Thank you, Madam Chair. The first order of business is item one roll call. Board members,
1: please respond when I call your name. Board Member Corette. Present. Board Member Eberry is absent. Board Member Lee. Here. Board Member Williams is absent. Vice Chair Ely. Here. And Chair Van Degna. Here. Directors Barry and Williams are absent, but all other members of the board are present. Madam chair. We have a quorum. Please note that a seat for the city and county of San Francisco is vacant. Madam chair.
0: The oversight board acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Shalone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco peninsula as the indigenous stewards of this land in accordance with their traditions. The Shalone have never ceded, lost nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. Madam secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item Two: approval of minutes regular meeting of September 11th,
1: 2023. Madam chair.
0: Do we have any comments on the minutes from the board members? Madam secretary, do we have any uh, members of the public who wish to speak on this item
1: at this time members of the public who wish to provide public comment on the minutes? Please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2660-167-6775 followed by the pound sign then the pound sign again to enter the call please press star then three to be placed in the queue and an automated voice will let you know when it is your turn if you're already listening to us by phone please press star three if you would like to provide a comment. Would like to begin by inviting anyone who attended in person and would like to provide comment on the minutes at this time to
2: come up to the podium.
1: And we'll go to our Webex callers. If there are any callers uh, who would like to provide comment on the minutes at this time. You can find the raise hand icon on your devices or press 3 if you called in.
2: Madam chair, it does not appear we have any members of the public wishing to comment on this item.
0: Board members, can I get an motion to approve the minutes?
3: I'll move to approve 2nd, thank,
0: thank you. Um, madam secretary, could you please take roll call on this item board members? Please announce your vote for item 2 when I call your name board member. Correct?
2: Aye.
1: Board member Barry is absent board member Lee. Yes. Board member Williams is absent. Vice chair. Ely. Yes, chair. Van Degna.
0: Yes, madam chair. The vote is 4 eyes and 2 absent. The motion carries Madam secretary, please call the next item.
1: The next order of business is item 3 announcements item a the next scheduled meeting will be held in person at city hall on Wednesday, January 24th, 2024 at 11 am. B. announcement of prohibition of sound producing electronic devices during the meeting, please be advised that the ringing of and use of cell phones pagers and similar sound producing electronic devices are prohibited at this meeting. Please be advised that the chair may order the removal from the meeting room of any persons responsible for the ringing of or use of a cell phone pager or other similar sound producing electronic device c announcement of public comment procedures please be advised a member of the public has up to three minutes to make pertinent public comments on each agenda item unless the board adopts a shorter period on any item during each public comment period members of the public attending the meeting in person will have an opportunity to provide their comments first it is strongly recommended that the members of the public who wish to address the board Fill out a speaker card and submit the completed card to the board secretary members of the public who are joining remote remotely will be instructed to dial. 415-655-0001, enter the access code, which is 2660-167-6775. Press the pound sign, then pound sign again to enter the call. And when prompted, press star 3 to submit your request to speak. If you're already on the phone, Please wait for the public comment portion to be announced, then press star 3 to be placed in the queue. When you dial star 3, you will hear the following message. You have raised your hand to ask a question. Please wait to speak until the host calls on you. When you hear your line has been unmuted, This is your opportunity to provide your public comment. You will have 3 minutes. Please speak clearly and slowly, and you will be placed back on mute. Once you are done speaking. Copies of today's meeting materials are available online at sfocii.org under the oversight board and public meetings tab. The next order of business is item Four, consent agenda. There are no consent agenda items next order of business is the regular agenda item 5, a workshop on the recognized obligation payment schedule for July 1st, 2024 to June 30th, 2025. ROPS 24-25 discussion. Director Koslowski.
4: Thank you, Madam Secretary, and Happy New Year, Oversight Board members, members of the public. Um, this item is the recognized obligations payment schedule, uh, the ROPS, as we call it, for 24 fiscal year 2425 This is the first of two meetings you'll have on this item. And um, before I introduce Mina Yu, Senior Budget and Project Finance Manager, who's going to present this, I just want to make note of two items that are on the ROPS. Um, there's a new entry, there are a couple of new entries, but there's a new entry for the Mission Bay Community Facilities District number six, uh, Bond Debt Service. This new line is line 444 uh, and was required to be newly added to the ROPS by the Department of Finance late last year. You recall, Upon your authorization, uh, I think it was in October uh, that the Department of Finance had requested that these items now be put on the ROPS. but previously, uh, in 2014, they had told us that would not be the case. Um, nonetheless, it's on the ROPS, so mentioning that as I introduced this item, and also letting you know that there was uh, about 16 million dollars in cost savings due to that refunding, so uh, hats off to you guys for approving that item. Another item of note is replacement housing. That's a new entry in slide 442. And replacement housing is the new authority granted to OCII under SB 593, introduced by Senator Wiener and Mayor London Breed, that authorizes OCII to replace the over 5,800 units that were demolished during the former redevelopment agency days of urban renewal. And with that, I'll ask Mina to come up and present the ROPS with the team that's here.
2: Thank you.
5: Thank you, Director. Uh, good morning, Chair Van Degna, Vice Chair Ely, members of the Board. Again, my name is Mina Yu, and I'm here with our project managers to present the workshop on our ROPS for 24-25. So, OCI's mission and strategic goals are to invest in our three major project areas of Mission Bay, Transbay, and the Shipyard-Kendlestick Point. In these communities, we will build 22,000 new units of housing, of which 30% will be affordable. 379 acres of park and parks and open space and 13 million square feet of commercial space. So in 2425, 25 our major initiatives will be to complete parks, a pump station and streets in Mission Bay, design Transbay Block 3 park and streetscape improvement project and underground park and begin Block 48 horizontal infrastructure construction. In our housing program we will be funding projects in Transbay begin pre-development work, and continue construction on our projects across our three project areas. So the ROPS requires categorizing the payment source for each expenditure into the following sources in the table before you. We have our bond proceeds from our bonds issued. We have our reserve balances, which are property tax increment approved to be retained by the State Department of Finance in prior year for current year use. We have our other funds, which includes things like developer payments, grants, fees, etc., and we have three different types of redevelopment property tax trust fund, or RPTTF. Um, RPTTF non-admin is requested to fund enforceable obligations. RPTTF residual is requested to fund the replacement of affordable housing units under SB 593, and these funds are requested from the pool of funds after the distribution to the taxing entities. And then RPTTF admin is our administrative cost allowance. So in our ROPS 2425, we are requesting approval of $693.4 million of funds. The largest source would be bond proceeds, followed by other funds. Compared to the 2324 ROPS, we are requesting a decrease in authority of 51.4 million or 6.9%. Uh, the primary driver of this change is a decrease in our request for bond proceeds. In prior year, we had about 48 million dollars in bond proceeds for a bond refunding. Um, We also requested bond proceeds to fund Transbay 4, but are now requesting that in other funds. We have additionally been spending down on proceeds committed to Mission Bay infrastructure work and affordable housing projects. In our reserve funds, we're requesting authority to fund Transbay 2 and infrastructure reimbursements in Mission Bay North. In our other funds, we have an increase for our affordable housing projects. In RPTCF non-admin, there there is an increase primarily due to the debt service payments on the bonds that we issued in 2023. And then this is our 1st year requesting RPTTF residual, and this will be used this 0.3 will be used to pay for an environmental consultant related to replacement housing and then our admin increased by formula. So, this table shows the breakout of our 693.4 million dollar request by use type um, at 49.5% almost half of our ROPs is requested to fund our affordable housing pro- program, followed by. Funding for our park projects in trans Bay, and then you can see in the 2nd to bottom row, our operating budget makes up 3.8% of our total request. So, compared to prior year, um, again, we are requesting a decrease of 51.4Million and this decreases across all of our use types, except for replacement housing as this is the 1st year that we're requesting replacement housing funds. So, in our affordable housing program, we are completing Mission Bay South Nine and continuing to spend down on our affordable housing project loans. In Mission Bay, we're continuing to spend down proceeds on our reimbursements to our developers. In Transbay, we're spending down on contracts related to our park projects. Um, in the shipyard, we are spending down on our community benefit funds agreement. And then our debt program, again, in prior year had the $48 million in refunding proceeds. So, that is the primary driver of the decrease. And this is slightly offset by the increase in our Debt service payments for the bonds that we issued and then our operating costs are decreasing due to positions held vacant um, due to development status offset by increases in our retiree, health care and pension costs, new bond activity and our housing certificate of preference costs. So, in 2425, we will be requesting 160.5 million dollars of RPTTF. The primary use is payment on our bonds, followed by the remittance of the RPTTF generated in the state owned parcels to the TJPA. Compared to prior year, um, the 2425 RPTTF request has increased by 13.4%. The majority of this increase is due to the debt service payments on our bond program. Followed by the increase in the RPTTF pledge to fund infrastructure reimbursements in Mission Bay. Um, and then I will turn it over to Elizabeth Colomello to discuss our housing program.
2: Good morning,
6: Chair Van Degna, Vice Chair Ely, board members. My name is Elizabeth Colomello, Housing Program Manager. For ROPS 2425 housing is requesting a total of 341Million to fund pre development and construction activities for our affordable housing projects of this amount approximately 219Million is carry forward funding from prior years. As you can see, the primary sources requested are bond proceeds and other funds. Other funds mainly consist of in lieu fees, which are payments from developers that have been or will be made pursuant to various project or program requirements over the years and which are designated for affordable housing use. The funds requested will primarily go to fund permanent loans for our affordable housing projects under construction or pre development loans, including four potential new pre development loans. Housing's ROPS 2425 request includes funding for projects across our three main enforceable obligations of Hunters Point Shipyard and Candlestick Point, Mission Bay, and Trans Bay, with the highest expenditure in Trans Bay at 231 million, followed by Hunters Point Shipyard-Candlestick Point at 76 million, and then Mission Bay at 34 million. Here you can see all the projects that will be funded under this ROPS. For our ongoing projects in the shipyard phase one in Trans Bay, we will be continuing to spend down our permanent loans for those projects that are, are or will be under construction and those that are in pre development. And we've included new pre development loans for the remaining Mission Bay parcel along with our parcels, along with our remaining affordable parcels in Trans Bay and Hunters Point Shipyard phase one. We're showing the remaining pre development funds for our two candlestick point projects, even though those projects are currently on hold. A few things to note. The Transbay Block 4 project is on hold due to the current market conditions. OCII and the project's developer have entered into an option agreement with a term of six months, with two possible six month extensions. The first extension was requested in December 2023, but has not been finalized. ROPS fiscal year 24 25 includes an allowance for a pre development loan that would be funded with bond funds in the event market conditions do not improve and the Block 4 developer or OCII terminates this option agreement and OCII issues a request for proposals or qualifications for the standalone affordable component of the project only. While both candlestick projects are currently on hold, as I mentioned, the Candlestick Point project master developer does plan to submit a revised land use plan in 2024, which will require corresponding amendments to our DDAs and other documents. Depending on that revised plan, these projects could start pre development again in f- fiscal year 2024- 24 25. And finally, I want to note that a portion of Mission Bay South, Block 4 East, Mission Bay. South Block 12 West and Hunters Point Shipyard Block 48 will rely, rely on an issuance of replacement housing bonds pursuant to SB 593 in fiscal year 2025 or later, which I will discuss in a minute um, to move forward. The Mission Bay South OPA or owner participation agreement and the Hunters Point Shipyard Phase 1 disposition and development agreement housing programs designate sites for the development of OCII sponsored affordable housing projects. And establishes a maximum number of affordable units that may be developed. The former agency and OCII have developed most of the affordable units in these areas, and OCII only has authorization to develop the remaining balance of 165 units in Mission Bay and 33 units in Hunters Point Shipyard. However, in furtherance of citywide housing production goals and, and in acknowledgement that there may be capacity for additional affordable units. On these blocks, OCII may pursue necessary amendments to the project documents to increase the allowable number of units on blocks 4 East, 12 West, and 48. Funding for any units in excess of 165 units in Mission Bay South and 33 units in Hunters Point Shipyard would be subject to future oversight board review and approval under the authority to issue bonds for replacement housing units in the newly enacted SB 593. So, Now, I'll provide a brief overview of SB 593, the replacement housing legislation that was signed into law last fall. SB 593 allows OCII to use a portion of tax increment otherwise available to the city to fund and develop up to 5,842 units destroyed and never replaced by the former redevelopment agency. The portion of tax increment we're allowed to use per this legislation is the residual amount remaining after funding OCI's enforceable obligations in Mission Bay, Transbay, and the Shipyard and Candlestick Point, and after providing the taxing entities other than the city with residual tax increment. Therefore, funding for affordable housing under SB 593 will depend on future property tax revenues generated in former and current redevelopment project areas and on the funding needs of existing OCI enforceable obligations, which do have a higher priority under the law for the use of property tax revenues. In addition, available funds will depend on the other budget needs of the city. Which would otherwise deposit these funds in its general fund OCI is working with the city on estimates of the amount of revenues that will be available in light of the state of the overall city budget, but staff projects its 1st bond issuance may occur in the 2025 2026 timeframe. The commission is also discussing a framework for prioritizing replacement housing projects and those priorities that are being considered are adding affordable housing to existing project areas. As I previously mentioned, adding affordable housing to former project areas, particularly those that were subject to urban renewal displacement and developing affordable housing in other areas of the city where the city has identified priority projects in need of funding
2: that are also consistent with the goals of SB 593. In fiscal year,
6: 2425 will be planning. It'll just be the planning year for that SB 593 bond issuance. This slide shows the expenses for staffing and professional services contracts that we anticipate will be attributed to that work of this amount. Only about 300,000 will be taken from the funding made available by SB 593. we're really excited to get started on the planning of these affordable units. So that's it for my part of the presentation and I'm turning
2: it over to. Mark Slutskin to talk about Mission
7: Bay. Good morning, Chair Van Degma, Vice Chair Ely, Board Members. I'm Mark Slutskin, Deputy Director for OCII. Uh, for Mission Bay, um, is here? we have slides up here What you can see on the top left, uh, Mission Bay is fairly well built out. We just have a couple more parks. Uh, two affordable housing sites uh, and UCSF land in there. Otherwise, we are fairly well built out. In the top right is an art project that the Arts Commission is commissioning for us to install these two bears in uh, Park P2PA, which uh, is seen in the bottom left, which is a project we hope to begin for the end of this fiscal year, but definitely in the next fiscal year. And then Gladstone Institute picture did not show up. That is a um, Existing project, and they're looking to add about 100,000 square feet to their existing building. So we're working with them currently on the entitlements. So, in Mission Bay, in total, we would be seeking 37.2Million. The majority of that will be in an infrastructure. We'll be using bond proceeds, which will be uh, for Mission Bay South. Reserve balance uh, will be for Mission Bay North. Uh, other funds is the interest on bond proceeds, and in this upcoming fiscal year, we plan to spend down all the bond proceeds, so we will also be seeking $5 million in current year increment. Uh, for professional services, 2.9 will be bond proceeds, the other funding will be developer reimbursement, and then we anticipate we might need a little bit of uh, this year increment in Mission Bay North, because the $10 million in reserves might not be enough to cover. And then, as we discussed, we have an art project, and that is funds that are uh, developers in lieu fees that they paid over the years that we're finally paying out. So, for the main projects next year, we'll be doing Park P2P8. We'll be doing pump station number 3, which will be in Park 3 in Mission Bay South, and then in Mission Bay North, uh, the final piece of infrastructure up there at the 5th and King intersection. As we discussed on the last slide, infrastructure will be thirty-two point six million. Professional services will be three point six million, and then the art program will be a million dollars. That is Mission Bay, and Ben Brandon will come up for Transbay.
8: Thanks, Mark. Good morning, Chair Van Degna, uh, Vice Chair Ely, and board members. I'm Ben Brandon, Transbay Project Manager, and I'm going to walk you through the fiscal year 2024-25 Transbay Redevelopment Project Area sources by uses and work program. Uh, as evidenced by the graphics up in front of you right now, you can see that a large portion of our Transbay work in the coming fiscal year will be focused on moving forward our under ramp park and Block Three park projects,
9: mm-hmm.
8: advancing the construction of our two affordable housing projects on Transbay Block Two. Uh, and working with the Block Four developer to hopefully advance that mixed-use project once the commercial real estate uh, market improves. So, <clears throat> excuse me. In ROPS 24-25, uh, OCII will request DOF authority for a budget of up to 152 million, or, or excuse me, 150 million, to continue our work in the Transbay project area. While the numbers here reflect uh, that infrastructure is the primary use of our transway budget funds in the coming fiscal year. It's important to clarify uh, that we don't ex- anticipate expending that full amount um, of 116Million. The large sum is actually driven by the fact that we uh, issued 37Million dollars in bonds last fall um, to fund the construction or the design engineering and construction of our block 3 uh, project. And in the coming year, we expect to, uh, issue 64Million dollars for the design engineering and construction or eventual construction of our under rent park project. Uh, therefore, the largest true expenditure in the coming fiscal year will be the Transbay joint powers authority, um, T. J. P. a pledge at nearly 35Million. Uh, the T. J. P. a pledge is codified by the tax increment uh, and sales proceeds pledge agreement. Uh, which irrevocably commits net increment or net tax increment in sales proceeds from the formerly uh, state-owned parcels in um, our project area to the tra- uh, Salesforce Transit Center. Consistent with this agreement in ROPS fiscal year 2425, OCII will transfer uh, pledged RPTTF non-admin to the TJPA to fund the Transit Center project. We do expect to focus heavily on advancing our block 3, uh, park and infrastructure project, as well as the under Ramp park project next year. And we're going to be focusing on um, advancing the construction of the former, um, park, um. Block 3, as well as the design documentation of the latter, which is under ramp park. Uh, the, our primary sources covering, uh, fiscal year, 2425 trans Bay work are bond proceeds and RPTTF dollars. And again, those sources are covering um, our major infrastructure projects and the T. J. P. A pledge, respectively. The 10Million dollars in other funds is comprised of 9Million dollars in Transbay park fees, approximately a half a million dollars in private developer reimbursements uh, and 0.6Million dollars in bond interest proceeds. Uh, Regarding the Transbay Work Program for the upcoming fiscal year, the key activities again are going to be focusing on advancing the design um, of our two park projects, beginning construction on some infrastructure improvements at the former Transbay Temporary Terminal Site, and funding and monitoring the construction of our two mixed-use affordable housing projects at Transbay Block 2. We'll also be actively managing the interim activation of the former uh, Temporary Terminal Site, as well as the Essex Hillside open space. To fund these activities, we're requesting 116Million dollars for infrastructure covering pre development work on our 2 park projects, our streetscape and infrastructure projects at the old temp terminal site. The bond issuances to fund their collective construction and ensuring the plant health of our Folsom streetscapes that were completed um, in 2021. we've request. Re- We've requested an additional 1.2 million dollars to fund the consultants that support our projects and 35 million dollars to, to fund the T. J. P. A. pledge that wraps, wraps up the transway portion of this presentation. And I'll now turn things over to my colleague Laila Hussein to provide an overview of the hunters point shipyard and candlestick point project areas. Thank you.
2: Add to the mic adjustment here. Good
9: afternoon, Chair Vandeina and Vice Chair Ely, and board members. I'm Lila Hussein, Senior Project Manager for Hunters Point Shipyard Candlestick, and just like to reorient folks of the site map that is uh, in front of you. And uh, the small, the smaller phase of the project is Shipyard Phase One, which is currently under development and has over uh, 580 units uh, completed. And uh, phase 2 consists of shipyard phase 2, which is the larger portion of the project and candlestick point shipyard phase 2 is currently under cleanup. And there is no active development activity happening there in candlestick point. We have 337 units completed at Alice Griffith and some infrastructure preliminary infrastructure work has um, been done for the site of the former stadium so. Next slide and to go over, um, I have the smallest amount of our compared to the other project areas as you will see, uh, because of the status of the development of shipyard phase 2 and, um, I mean, shipyard and candlestick phase 2. Um, my entire budget is 11.5 and the majority of the funds are developer reimbursement. Um. AND I'LL GO INTO ON THE NEXT SLIDE um, DETAILS ABOUT OUR WORK PROGRAM. SO um, ON SHIPYARD PHASE ONE, WE we HAVE uh, FOUR BLOCKS THAT WILL, that THREE OF WHICH ARE CURRENTLY UNDER CONSTRUCTION, ONE OF WHICH uh, IS EXPECTED TO BEGIN IN THIS UPCOMING FISCAL YEAR. THREE OF THOSE BLOCKS ARE AFFORDABLE HOUSING BLOCKS. Um, and we're really excited because they are the 1st blocks, um, at shipyard phase 1, the hilltop neighborhood that are currently under construction. We also are in the process of transferring, uh, more of the shipyard phase 1 parks that have been ca- constructed by the developer under OCI's management under the safety budgets. Um, and so we will be working on that with, uh, over the next, um. 6 months uh, to get all the parks from shipyard phase 1 on the hilltop area transferred to OCI in addition to that, the streets at hilltop community and shipyard have been completed and we are working with public works to get those accepted. And those would um, go to the board of supervisors, most likely in spring um, if we get through everything, and then the streets will no longer be under the developers maintenance, but under public works. Um, And then we are in the process of doing horizontal infrastructure, which is like street infrastructure on the second part of shipyard phase one which is called block 48 uh, or hillside. And in this scenario, uh, there's going to be over 400 units built in that neighborhood. But we are just at the beginning stages of horizontal infrastructure. In addition to that, our work plan consists of the community benefits both phase one and phase two. DDAs have community benefits and they are administered by the Legacy Foundation um, as well as some of them are individually prescribed in the DDA in terms of expenditure. So we'll be working with the Legacy Foundation on expending these funds. And a lot a lot of our work also includes meetings with the Navy and the federal regulators on the uh, status of the cleanup of Hunters Point Shipyard Phase Two. And that includes um, upcoming reports that will be that you might see headlines about, but in terms of the cleanup activities of different parcels, as well as their evaluation of climate change and how the remedial activities relate to uh, the new analysis related to sea level rise and uh, groundwater. Mobility and then, uh. Another part of our work consists of um, Candlestick Point, re- uh, restarting that infrastructure and development planning to continue development at Candlestick Point. So um, the breakdown of the costs um, here, let's see, consists of um, the the majority of which is infrastructure planning, both acceptance and for completion of infrastructure. And that includes a lot of professional services to implement. That element um, and then the community benefits, which I just discussed, and then there's a small portion of funds that are payments that OCIA makes to the Navy for um, the art studios on parcel B for those who have been out there and SFPD leases a building out there. So with that, I am transferring it back to Nina. Thank you.
5: Okay, um, our debt program is 124.3Million, all of which will be used to service our outstanding debt. We have 3.2Million in bond proceeds, which which reflect the last payments for our 1998C and 1998D bonds, which are paid out of the bond reserve. We have other funds of 4.7Million in hotel occupancy tax refunding bond. And then the other also includes 9.7Million in the CFD 6 refunding that director Keslowski previewed for you at the top of our item discussion. Our operating um, costs are 26.1Million. Our primary funding sources are and other funds. So, we will be spending 9.4Million on our, our existing staff salaries and benefits, 3.9Million on retiree obligations and $12.8 in non labor costs. So, the 9.4Million on staff salaries and benefits reflects the cost for 55 FTE. This is no change from prior years. We assume a 3.4% COLA, which was a CPI in August of 2023 for the San Francisco Bay area. We have 3.9Million in retiree obligations 3Million reflects the current pension costs and 0.9 reflects retiree health care benefits. And some more detail on 12.8Million in non labor costs. So the largest uses are the grant agreement, followed by work orders with city department. Partners. So, compared to prior year, our operating costs are decrease, decreasing by 0.3Million dollars. This is primarily due to our positions held vacant offset by increases in our retiree health care and pension costs, new bond activity and our housing certificate of preference costs on the revenue side. We are decreasing our funding of operating costs um, with other funds and increasing bond funds for staff time spent on bond related projects. Uh, we're increasing reserve funds for Mission based South staffing costs and RPTTF for work on enforceable obligations and administration. So this table shows a detail on the 3.1 million um, in work orders with our city department partners. The largest is with the mayor's Office of Housing and Community Development, followed by the Office of City Administrator. And as I mentioned earlier, our RPTTF admin is um, calculated by formula. So this table just shows the specifics of that calculation. So it's based on our prior year actual distribution, less the RPTTF admin for that year, less any further savings. And that gives us a base amount of 127.9. We take 3% off of that to give us the 24-25 RPTTF admin costs. And this is an increase of about 0.4 million from the prior year. So we are retiring one line on the 2425 rocks, and this is for the completion of the Mission Bay South Nine Affordable Housing Project. And we are adding six new lines. Um, the first two reflects the refunding for the Mission Bay South 2016 D Bond. Um, we are also including the replacement housing support line, which reflects staffing costs and environmental consultant costs. We have two new affordable housing projects, Transbay Block 12 and Block 48 in Huntersport Shipyard Phase 1. And then we have the CFD 6 bond refunding line. So after this workshop, we will be presenting this workshop to the Commission next week, and then we'll be back before you um, for the approval of the item on the 24th and submit the Rofstad Department of Finance by February 1st. That concludes our presentation.
4: If if I may, through the chair, Chair Bernardo, I just want to introduce a new employee who joined today, Mr. Philip Wong, uh, who is here in the audience. Thank you for joining us. I just want to welcome him today's his first day.
2: That concludes the staff presentation.
10: Hi, there. thank you so much for this, uh, these materials and comprehensive presentations. I had just some minor questions on the. What are the, um, grant agreements that were mentioned that are part of your kind of. Non labor costs, um, if I missed that, I apologize. Sorry, page 33 of the deck. Yeah. The 6.6 million in grant agreements. I'm not, I don't know. Okay.
4: Board, board Member Ely uh, Thor Um that's the grant agreement for the Mexican Museum, the remaining amount of that grant agreement.
10: And I did have one other question that's more general, and I, I'm not sure if I've asked this before. Um, the presentation of the source that we call other funds, um, can we get, I, I understand. Generally speaking, that consists of a lot of fees and repayments by the master developers of the various, um. Development areas, I'm wondering. What that breakdown is like, is that 80% or is there is there any value or any opportunity. To call out those fees in particular, um. If they indeed are the lion's share. Of what you're calling other funds,
5: um, not to yeah. put you on the spot. I, I,
10: maybe we could, you know,
5: yeah, I was gonna say, I don't have that breakdown in front of me, but we can certainly get that to you and provide that at the action uh, presentation. Um, but it is a wide variety of fees that we sort of track over the past you know, decade. So certain fees are very restricted in the use. So we kind of carry forward based on that and like allocate based on that. So we don't have a clean. Breakdown for you right now, but we can provide that at the action.
2: If I may through the chair, um, can I hazard a guess
4: that the majority of it? Um, although it's not all of it, but the majority are developer funds and bond interest income. Um.
5: A lot of the affordable housing is actually fees that we have on hand. So it's things like our jobs, housing, linkage fees. um, The various, like, lease revenues, et cetera. Do Do you know off the top of your head what other fees we have Elizabeth? Sorry to put you on the spot.
6: Yes, I don't have the breakdown. Sorry, Elizabeth column housing program manager um, right in front of me, but of course we can get that. Yes. I believe jobs, housing, linkage fees and uh, pilot uh, yeah. fees are are the 2 are 2 of the larger amounts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and of course, developer fees for, um, for, uh, certain projects.
7: Yes, mm-hmm.
4: and the pilot <laughs> is a payment in lieu of taxes, mostly in mission. I believe only in mission bay, correct? For UCSF yeah. in particular.
5: Yes, but I would say, like, conceptually, like, that's the largest portion and then and then the others are a little bit smaller buckets, but we will provide that breakdown. Okay.
10: If just a, um, a follow up question for the, uh, the jobs just interested in the jobs housing linkage fees If they um, are tied to specific. Areas, I mean, they're generated in specific areas and they have to be also spent in those yes. areas. Okay. Yes. That's what I reckon. Thank you. Uh
3: just a couple of questions to follow up about the grant agreements. Um is the entire six point six million under grant agreements for the Mexican
4: Museum. I, I believe the grant amount is six point five million. Is it rounding up to six point six?
5: yes, it's
3: rounding. Okay. But that is all for the Mexican. Yeah, Museum. so it's
4: entirely that grant agreement.
3: And can you just uh, remind me um what the agreement entails in terms of when it expires and what needs to be done, you know.
4: Before it expires, right? Uh, so the Mexican museum, uh, grant agreement expires in June of this year, and we intend to uh, bring an update to the oversight board before that expiration, um, either, um, to extend it or to, uh, let you know about what we intend to do with it. If it does not, um, we don't plan to extend it.
3: Got it. I like vaguely recalled it was this year. So thank you for that. Um, okay. Well, I'll look for that update then. Um. Thank you for this like very, very full uh, presentation with um, lots of information. I think the only really other set of questions I had was around SB 593. Thank you for that update. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't really tracking on this bill, but I was, you know, trying to read through everything in attachment A3. So thank you staff for that um, um, comprehensive memo. Um, i mean from where i sit it seems like sb 593 is great in its intention and what it seeks to do in terms of the replacement housing from you know um the actions of the former redevelopment agency but it all comes down really to the amount of funding that is actually available to build said replacement housing and it really seems like it's the scraps Really, really, really at the end of the day, I mean, we're looking at the residuals after all the priorities are expended at OCI and then we're also looking at, like, whatever there is funding in the general fund. And I think we are all very aware of what the city's general fund looks like right now. Um, so, based on what's in SB 593, is there any potential way to further augment that fund from other revenue sources um, such as. Whatever state funds, I, I feel like there are different housing programs being created every other year. Um, but I'm also thinking about both local bond measures and regional measures, such as the upcoming, you know, Bafa bond measure. Is there a possibility to augment that SB five ninety three replacement housing fund?
4: I'll I'll just open up and then um, ask Elizabeth to come up to add to it as the 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 manager housing manager at OCII. Um, uh, certainly, I mean, when we began uh, with the mayor's leadership uh, with Senator Weiner, the legislative process for hearings, uh, the 1st adjustment we had to make was, we were not able to include the other taxing entities. The non city taxing entities in this funding source, uh, and therefore it was you know, a lesser form of uh, tax increment financing. So 1 thing would be to restore the sort of traditional. Um, uh, redevelopment financing mechanisms. Um, in, in addition, with all of our affordable housing projects, we try and maximize every single other source of affordable housing re- revenue. And we have a, another expert who's on the board, uh, Director Ely, who can speak to that as well. Um, they're not incompatible. They're just additional sources to add to the mix. Uh, this is just beginning for us. So we're still working with the city and the controller's office and the Department of finance. In fact, uh, to implement the actual approval process. So it's in its nascent stages. We don't anticipate being able to use any sort of bond financing, um, For this, because of the city's state of fiscal affairs, uh, for the next year or 2. So hope that suffices
3: yeah um i would say you know as you go through the next year of planning you know the entire process with sb 523 because i feel like there's a lot of pieces here um i would say a top priority especially as you get the estimates of how much potential funding could even be available which i don't know enough about housing to really know any of this but i just don't feel like it's gonna be enough to actually build replacement housing um it doesn't seem like there's yeah anyway all that to say, I think it, a good priority would be to identify, um, other emerging, you know, revenue sources, whether it's BAFA or, or, you know, at the state level, obviously we have a bond measure coming up. In March, so too soon, um. But, um, yeah, uh, thank you for this presentation. That's all the questions and comments I had
4: and, and board member Lee, just make no mistake. This is a multi decade effort to replace all the housing. Even if it had the full uh redevelopment financing uh levels. It would still take um several decades. Um uh, but yeah we we uh take your admonition to hurry up and try and do this and do as much innovative financing as possible. We'll do that.
3: I, maybe I want to say I I understand housing does not get built overnight. That I think it's less about that. It's more that the concept that SB 593 is trying to move forward will die if there is no legitimate funding. Otherwise, we're going to get all of maybe like, you know, a handful of replacement units built. So the urgency is not necessarily building the housing, but around identifying realistic funding to make this program real.
11: Um, similarly, I had a, a lot of, um, questions about. Um, the excitement behind SB 593 and how that would be utilized. Um, it seems like that's. A new program that is being developed on how to implement that with current staffing levels. Um, and in your presentation, the, the budget for the agency is remaining the same for staffing levels, but there's more work. Um. Could there be more full time employees added in future budget years? Um,
4: I think we well, Member correct if I could say, um, the, and. Director Lee alluded to it, um, the residual amounts, uh, let's call them trickle in, so to speak. I believe this. The last, uh, distribution I saw from the controller's office estimated about 136Million dollars of available residual. Uh, uh, dollars that available in the city's budget that will fluctuate from time to time with the city's budget um, and so a certain number of units are able to be bonded against that amount uh, in the first place. Um, the projects in Trans Bay and Mission Bay are in a sort of slow wind down mode you know as the the staff presented those projects, those project areas are in the sort of final stages, let 's say five to ten years of their life. Um, the Hundred point shipyard hasn 't really ramped up. Uh, as of right now, but could be ramping up by the end of next year, so it probably wouldn't be for the next year or 2 till we see where those projects shake out. And if there's an increase in 100 point shipyard development that we would need to increase staff significantly. I also acknowledge uh, the hiring of Mr. Philip Wong. So We did hire 1 person, um, but right now we, we feel we have adequate staffing to do what we're doing uh, in, in, unless there would be a big increase or substantial magnification of the replacement housing program.
11: Um, and then, um, you in your answering, uh, board member Lee's question about the, the timing of these 5000 units, it's a multi decades long, so it won't necessarily help out with our housing element this cycle. <laughs> um, unfortunately, um, but 1 thing that, um, in my professional world, I engage with, with people across the city and 1 thing that I have been hearing is that affordable housing in. Other neighborhoods, not necessarily in. A redevelopment area type of thing would be desirable to our public. Um, I understand that it's more difficult to plan. Uh, smaller developments that are maybe out on clement street or something like that. Um, but the ability to move freely about the city into different neighborhoods is something that people who are applying affordable for affordable housing are mentioning to me that they don't have that. That they're stuck in a neighborhood. And they would like to live elsewhere.
4: And thank you for that comment director Corret.
11: And then, um, lastly, also, and on page 33, the, um, other current expenses at, 0.7Million. Uh, um, Is that related to the um, SB 593 that we saw earlier in the presentation, or is that a different set of numbers?
5: Uh, no, that's related to our operations. So it's things like things around our office,
11: copiers, um, equipment. Yeah, things
5: like that. that. Yeah. Right.
11: That's
0: Thank you to staff for your detailed um, presentation. I have a couple of questions. The 1st, 1 starting on page 5, um, so curious with the bond proceeds listed there, the 263Million is that all from um, existing bond issuances or does that include any planned bond issuances?
5: Um, it's the ma- majority is from existing. There is a portion from the trans Bay that ben mentioned regarding the um, issuance for our under park. 64Million is to be to be issued, but the rest of it is um, existing bonds on hand.
0: Thanks Um, and then also related to that. So I heard about the use of interest earnings and assuming if those are from. um, Tax exempt bond funds uh, before you spend the interest earnings, do you do any arbitrage rebate calculations to see if you you owe rebate to the IRS? um i don't need a response today but i know that's something that we do for the the city's bond proceeds because interest rates are pretty high right now and so sometimes if we're earning more than the yield on the bonds we'll owe a rebate payment to the IRS Um and then my next question was a smaller one on page I think it was page 36 there's a mention um in the admin calculation of less prior year city and county loan repayments I was just curious what that um 1.37 million represents
5: Um, so that is uh when we request RPTTF and we don't expend all of it um DOF categorizes that as a savings or Technically, it's the prior year loan repayment. So this is just money monies that we received in prior years that we um, have to subtract from our upcoming year's request, because we technically have those funds already on hand.
4: But it's not technically a city loan to OCII, correct?
5: No, no. I think it's just the, the, it's the language is a little bit Department of finance. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you. See, um, Madam Secretary, do we have any members of the public who wish to speak on this item?
1: If there are any members of the public who wish to provide public comment on this item, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 26601676775, followed by the pound sign, then the pound sign again to enter the call, press star, then three to be placed in the queue. An automated voice will let you know when it is your turn. If you're already listening to us by phone, please press star then 3. If you'd like to provide a comment, we'd like to begin by inviting anyone who joined in person to provide their comment at this time, you may come up to the podium. And any members of the public who joined us through Webex, if you'd like to provide public comment, you could either uh, locate the raise hand icon if you joined um, through your PC to raise your hand or press star then three on your mobile devices. Madam Chair, we do not have any members of the public wishing to comment on this item.
0: Uh, Board members, since this is a workshop item, we will not be taking any action on this item today. Staff will come back later this month to seek oversight board approval. Madam secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item 6
1: new matters for future consideration Madam chair.
0: Thank you and I, I believe we heard, um, 1 request today f- to hear more on the grant agreement. Um, do board members have any other matters for future consideration.
11: If there's going to be um news coming out about something at Hunters Point um there's that that company that has a bad reputation uh it'd be nice to get
2: a heads up about that
0: uh director Kozlowski, do you have any announcement for us today
2: no thank you director Please
1: call
0: the next item next order of business is item 7 public comment on non agenda items. Do you have any members of the public who wish to comment? At this
1: time, if there are any members of the public who wishes to provide comments on non agenda items, it's time for you to call 415-655-0001 enter access code 26601676775 followed by the pound sign then pound sign again. Press star then 3 to be placed in the queue and we'll begin with members of the public who may be here in person to come up to the podium at this time. If you'd like to provide comments. And members of the public who joined us remotely, if you'd like to provide public comment, please press star 3 on your mobile devices or the raise hand icon. Madam chair, there are no members of the public um, wishing to comment on this item. Thank you, Madam secretary, please call the next item.
0: The next order of business is item 8 adjournment. Madam chair. Board members, I'll need a motion and a 2nd to adjourn.
10: I'll move to adjourn
0: you. I'll 2nd, Great. the meeting is adjourned at 1157 AM.